You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrsadulu, and today we are continuing on with our next Man Up series, talking the NFC West and singling out a player from each of the four teams within the division, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the 49ers, talking who I think steps up to the plate and is the team's next breakout piece. So make sure you comment down below. Let me know who you expect to see step up from one of these four teams, especially if they're one of your favorite teams, or just maybe someone that you, you've noticed the last maybe year or two kind of flash and you think is poised for a big breakout season. And of course, as always, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button as we work our way towards 500 subs. And I give away some of the show t-shirts that you see me wearing here. So let's dive right in. This is in no particular order. I'm just kind of running through them, how I listed them out. We're starting with the Rams. And for this one here, this one is more of like an out of necessity type of deal because Obviously, Rodarius Williams is now gone, so someone needs to step up and play opposite of Jalen Ramsey, and I think that quarterback, David Long Jr., is going to have to be that guy, where again, this is out of necessity. He's really going to need to step up and be that number two guy working alongside Ramsey. Um, I mean, this will be the biggest workload for him. His biggest workload last season was around 400 snaps up to that point. So now going into this year, assuming he gets the starting spot, you're looking at well towards, you know, north of 1,000 snaps or so, give or take, depending on how much he plays. But when you look at the numbers here, he allowed a 65% completion in 2021. He had one touchdown allowed on him and only one interception. So, I mean, not like he turned the ball over a ton, but he also didn't really allow much to get by him either in the 400 snaps that he had. This will be something that I think, especially the, you know, like the defensive coordinators, cornerbacks, coach and all that, they're going to have to really work with him to help elevate him and get him to that next level where he can play alongside Ramsey. And, you know, with the time that Rodarius Williams lost, it kind of prepared him because, you know, everyone kind of got elevated up. I think he's ready for the job and I think he's ready to step up and make the moves necessary and he doesn't even need to be an elite corner again you have Jalen Ramsey on the other side of the field there playing over whoever it is that they need him to play over so it's not like he needs to be you know cornerback one he just needs to be a solid and sturdy guy and I mean like I said 65% completion his direction only one touchdown allowed last season in the 400 snaps he had not a terrible not a terrible number set at all for somebody who played 400 snaps altogether I mean if you if you if you let's say okay he plays 800 snaps you're looking at again two touchdowns allowed and 800 snaps that's not bad at all so overall I think he's next man up I think he's ready to roll for the Rams and I think that they feel fairly confident in him as well since they were so willing to move on from Rodarius Williams when you look at the Seattle Seahawks this is somebody who took a pretty big step in the right direction his rookie season very impressed with what he did and I'm talking about edge rusher Darrell Taylor and it seems like they're all in on him as well because they even went and brought Uchenna Nwosu from the Chargers over to pair opposite side of him so these two guys can rush the passer together he had seven sacks 36 total pressures and 20 defensive stops in 2021 again his rookie season his first year in the league seven sacks and it's not like that's impressive, of course, but like it's not like the pass rush of the Seattle Seahawks was some vaunted group that everyone feared. There was really not a whole lot of pressure going on from Seattle last season, and you're going to pair him now with someone who has a proven track record of getting after the quarterback. He's an effective guy, someone that defenses need to take notice of. I mean, 
pretty exciting pairing, I guess you could say. That's something that I feel is flying a little bit on the radar and something that isn't really being talked about too much outside of Seattle. I'm sure Seattle Seahawks fans and Seattle media are talking about that a little bit more, but I feel like national media has not really focused on something like that, and I have not really heard anyone talk about it too much, so I wanted to make sure I brought attention to it here. You also have to consider the fact that they brought in defensive tackle Quentin Jefferson as well from the Raiders. He had four and a half sacks himself as well, so I mean... you interior, exterior of the defensive line, all being shored up a bit with, again, Darrell Taylor returning, coming off of a fairly strong rookie campaign. I think you're looking at a, a positive growth or like a net gain for him, so to speak. He's probably looking at somewhere close to double-digit sacks. I could definitely see him notching 10, but if he even hangs around 7, 8, 9, and you know, Uchenna Nwosi's working in there, Quentin Jefferson's getting some pressure in as well, that's a plus in and of itself. But I think that Darrell Taylor's ready to take a next, uh, like that next step, you could say, and I'm excited to see it. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this Seattle Seahawks pass rush fares with the additions that are going to be going on alongside him. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals now, I think this one is probably one of the more obvious ones because they thought it was such a big deal that they needed to, you know, not let anyone know that this trade was happening. They flew him out to Arizona to be able to reveal it at the draft party. Marquise Brown is going to have to be that guy. It's time for him to step up, and he did so last year. This is not like, you know, someone who's unproven and didn't really get a lot done. He had himself, and I have something in my eye here, my goodness. He had himself a pretty solid year last year. 91 targets, he caught a excuse me, 139 targets. He caught 91 of those targets, 1008 yards and he had six touchdowns altogether. Best season of his career so far. And the whole thing with him leaving Baltimore was he requested a trade and the rumor was, you know, he wanted to be somewhere that was a more receiver-friendly system. And all right, fair enough. You go to somewhere like Arizona, they air the ball out a little bit more. Obviously Baltimore a very run-heavy centric team with Lamar Jackson and the running backs that they have over there. So you think about that, you also have to consider, you know, the fact that he and Murray are college teammates. Chemistry is going to be there. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously going to be suspended for a handful of games, so he's going to be gone. That essentially thrusts Marquise Brown right into the wide receiver one spot, so he is the next man up. You know, this is this is his shot. This is his opportunity. Kind of put your money where your mouth is type deal. You know, he wanted to go somewhere because he thinks that he can produce even more than he did last year. And it's not like his numbers were bad last year. Thousand yard receiver, almost 100 receptions, and he had six touchdowns. It's not like he was, you know, slouching around, not really doing much last year. This is his opportunity to, to essentially, I'm not going to say he could steal the wide receiver one spot from DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins is who he is. And I consider him one of the top wide receivers in the league when he's on the field playing. But I mean, this is a good opportunity. Again, you're going somewhere with a quarterback that you have past experience playing with. The chemistry is there. You are the wide receiver one. This is going to be a big opportunity for Marquise Brown. And I think he's going to be the guy that has to step up to the plate. And I, I feel like he's going to do it. It's not, again, like I said, he didn't slouch around last year. Really good numbers. It's time for him to really break out and be that wide receiver one that he thinks he can be. And he has, I believe, what is his uh, Hopkins suspension? Six games, eight games. So he's got a handful of games to really, you know, prove himself in Arizona. And then for the San Francisco 49ers, this is someone who, Started to break out last year, and considering the circumstance surrounding Debo Samuel, I think is going to increase his workload. And I'm looking at running back Elijah Mitchell. Rock solid in his rookie season. He had 207 attempts with 963 yards. He had five touchdowns, no fumbles at all. Awesome numbers for your first year as a rookie. Now, doubling down with that, 
You look at the fact that Debo Samuel and the whole kerfuffle with him this offseason and not wanting to be a running back anymore. He wanted to strictly be a wide receiver. He wanted to be paid like a wide receiver, and he wanted to play as a wide receiver. He's obviously been a massive dual threat and has allowed San Francisco to do a ton offensively. But if part of his contract negotiations was to be focused more as a wide receiver unless as a running back, it's going to open the door for Elijah Mitchell, who again shined in his rookie season. He had almost a thousand yards and they were letting Debo Samuel run sometimes up to 20 times in a game. And he still managed a thousand yard near a thousand yards, excuse me, off of 207 rushing attempts. If you, if hypothetically speaking, if you were to add an extra hundred maybe 120 snaps to that count, you're looking at someone pushing like 1,500 yards in a season. And again, he had no fumbles in the 207 carries. Obviously, with another 120 some odd snaps, maybe he fumbles once or twice, but even still, the numbers look good. He's able to hang on to the rock. Again, Debo Samuel, if, if his role is going to be limited or maybe even outright completely eliminated as a running back, Someone has to step up to the plate, and Elijah Mitchell showed a lot of really good signs and ability in the run game last year in his rookie debut. There, give me a reason for why it shouldn't be that and better going into season number two when the opportunity to carry the ball you know, near 300 times as the lead running back opens a door. I think it's a, a very good possibility and something I would not be shocked to see at all. But those are my four next guys up coming out of the NFC West. Again, I would love to know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Make sure you let me know. Hit, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Preseason's kicking off for week number two, I believe, tomorrow, right? We got ourselves the Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. So... Let's get ready for some more football, everyone. We'll, of course, continue on with this series. And make sure, if you have not checked out my 32 takeaways from week number one of the preseason, we break down one thing that I had to take away from each and every single team in the league. Make sure you check that one out. It's like 20-some-odd minutes, and I, and I cover every single team and point out something that I liked or disliked from the team. But that's it for me. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.